welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. I have with me Adam Ellison, a former Clydesdale, and Josh Hicks, my longtime friend and CrossFit associate. Um, so glad to be with you guys tonight, man. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it for a while, man. So we're here because Adam has done something really cool and amazing. And that is you have lost 145 pounds using CrossFit as a methodology. Yes. It's, yeah, it's been a wild journey. So I want to start this story by how did we, how did we get to the point where we needed to do that? Right. Um, we've all, we all have that story. I've told mine on different podcasts and um, I told my story that I started CrossFit at 500 pounds. So um, I am in a different place today, but something got me to that 500 pound mark. What got you up to uh, that 500 pound point, Adam? Or not well, 500, you know, I'm sorry, to yeah. your point. Um, I was about 395 when I started all this, you know, pressing 400 real hard. And uh, it just... I got to the point I had a blood clot in my left leg and they told me I was going to need a knee replacement by the time I was 50 if I didn't do something. So, cause my, my right knee had some damage and, uh, so they just, you had to do something, you know, couldn't keep filling the try- void. With food. Had you tried other things before this attempt? Yes, uh, a few years back, I tried a weight loss clinic. You know, they do the B12 shots, the pentaramine and all that, but it's it's not sustainable, you know, long-term. You get on it, you drop a bunch of weight, and the minute you start, it's right back. So I yeah, tried that. So, and what kind of lifestyle were you leading at that time? I know some of the pictures look like you you like to do some barbecue and some tailgating, things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Barbecue, tailgating, I mean, there was never a social event. I didn't have a beer in my hand. Um, so, yeah, uh, I just got – I don't even know how I got to that point. It was just sad. I'm just thankful that he kind of approached me when he did. And, you know, it takes a real friend to tell you the truth. Hey, man, you're, you know, you're putting on some weight. You're not looking healthy. Let me help you. I've been telling him for years that he's ugly, but he's done nothing about that. So. Well, you don't do so much. Yeah true well and i know and i know from personal experience right people can tell you these things over and over again but until you're ready to hear it none of it matters exactly i mean that's a choice you have to make for you it's something you do for yourself and like you said anybody can tell you at at some point it's going to be you putting in the work yes right Absolutely. And so if you're not ready to do that step, 
it, people can preach to you all day long and none of that matters. Yeah. The first biggest thing is to change your mindset. You know, you start with what you can do and work from there. Cause you know, you go into, I went into this CrossFit thing and I saw the things that they could do. I was nowhere near that. And I was really intimidated by it, but you know, scaling, I still scale things. I'm 14 months in and I still scale things. And uh, that's, I'm, I guess I'm luckier than most people. I've got such a good support group of people that were close to me, that were in the CrossFit community, that know what they're doing, that know how to you know, train and, and show you the right way to do things. And I know everybody doesn't have that, but I mean, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. Uh, they saved my life. I'm convinced. Well, and that's kind of the beauty of CrossFit, I think. That's what we're known for is to have that community of support. Um, no matter yeah. what gym you go to, um, that's kind of like the ethos of what CrossFit is. I want to ask you, how did the two of you know each other before this journey came about? You want to start that? or uh... Go ahead. You can fire this one up. It's fine. <laughs> well, we met in high school. We've known each other since I think I was 16 and you were 18. Yeah. Something like About that. 22 years. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a while, and we, we've always been really close. We actually share a tattoo together. It's on this ring finger, but when we broke up, I, uh, no, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, uh, you know, we uh, have always been close, lived close together, um, just always hung out. And I think the start to this entire journey for him, um, it's a couple years ago, I, I did own an affiliate, and he came down and supported me. You know, he's my bro. Came down, supported me, joined the gym, got a little into CrossFit there, uh, two, three days a week. And then, you know, I kind of fan off to one or two days and then we're hitting a Saturday class and then it's been a couple of weeks and it just kind of fades off after a while. And so I think uh, this this time around, I'd stop by as normal. I think it was around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Right around Christmas, I, I swung in just to kind of do our normal chill and talk and he seemed more down than normal and from the perspective of somebody who has made fitness a lifestyle and you have somebody that you care about like this that doesn't see the benefit of it right out of the gate it's kind of heartbreaking um to not be able to make them see the way you see it so i just offered said hey you know we i don't have the gym anymore but we've put together a pretty incredible home gym slash local gym. We don't really do memberships or anything, but, you know, me and him and a couple other buddies go down there and work out. I said, we're going down there three, four, five days a week, so why don't you come down and work out with us? And I, that conversation I've probably had with you 30 times throughout the, the years that we've known to get oh, known each other. And this time, the, the facial expression, the demeanor, yeah, I think I'll do that. And he did showed up down there. Now we had a different approach to it this time. Um, I think one of the primary things that changed this time, which he would probably agree with me was, you know, the question, Hey, I'm going to work out five days a week. I'll try to hit it on Saturday. When are we going to change my diet regimen? When are we going to go over macros? And I said, Whoa, whoa we're going to pump the brakes. What we're going to do this time around is I want you to try and make it three days a week. So I, you know, I've known you a long time, Josh. 
I know, I know I've got to pump your brakes too because yeah. you like to talk. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I have a quick question for Adam before we get into the details of that. So it's often said for anyone who's in addic an addiction, right? That you have to hit rock bottom before you're ready to reach for help. Absolutely. Josh said when he, Josh said when he came to the house, you were more down than normal. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it so, just, uh, so you hit, you hit the rock bottom. I hit the wall, hit the bottom and I just had to do something. You know, when they tell you, you know, you're going to need to be replacement. You've got a blood clot in one leg and your blood pressure's high. You know, a man, a man your age shouldn't have these kind of ailments. And you just hit a point. I have to do something. Was, was this the first time medically you were seeing the ramifications of being obese? Yes. Like really seeing it. I mean, you know, you don't feel the best when you're that heavy. No, but as far as the medical downside to it. And, uh, you know, diabetes runs in my family. You know, I'm pretty sure I was pre-diabetic. And it, just, it was just, it was, I had to do something. Something had to give. So you were, you were ready for Josh to ask the question. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking for, for something. And I was just, for a long time, I was too foolish to use the resources I had at hand. And you were still in that kind of passive area where you weren't ready to reach out, but you were ready to accept. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like he said, he eased me into it. And rather than get excited and go on a crash pad, you know, change everything all at once, we started with three days a week and adjusted my diet a little bit. And then once I had stuck with it three or four months in, you know, I started following the RP diet app, counting macros, really keeping track of everything and uh, eased in it one, one step at a time. So uh, Wad Zombie wants to know where you guys are from. Um, I know, but go ahead and tell the audience where, where you guys live. Northeast Tennessee. If you can't tell by my hick accent that I can never shake. We try, but we can't. No, it's, it's and that is, and that's, that's in the Appalachian Mountains, correct? Yes. Yeah. We're about 20 minutes from North Carolina and about 20 from Virginia, literally in the tip. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> I opened the door. <laughs> you did. You did. I I was gonna let it go, and I was like, I just can't. But <laughs> oh, uh, I was thinking, you just said it. So, at the uh, at the so at this point, you you ease in three days a week, and then mm -hmm. how long before you jumped on the RP app again? About three months in, I'd say, is when I started that, and then once I got used to doing. Three days a week, you know, I'll shoot for five. And uh, I just eased into it. Now it's habit. So were you doing any kind of diet change at all or nutrition change before the RP app? Or it was just get into a habit? It was basically get into a habit. He had given me a modified version of his diet to kind of base off of. But, you know, I hadn't really cracked down on it. So 
at nearly 400 pounds, mm-hmm. how daunting were those first couple weeks of workouts? Oh man, he had me come in and uh, we did a workout with it, had a ton of lunges in it, you know, and I had to hang on to the rack to do a proper lunge to begin with. And uh, I thought this won't be bad. And it was a 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. And uh, it had that, I think, sit up and rowing. And I said, okay. And I survived it. And I was just ecstatic that I survived. And I went to work the next day and almost couldn't climb the ladder to the machinery I run. Oh, man. It, yeah, it, the first three weeks to a month were awful. But at the same time, it's the best thing I've ever done. So what kind of feeling is it when one of your best friends is willing to go alongside of you on this journey. Not only did he say, hey, I know a place, but hey, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be right beside you doing this the entire time. It made all the difference in the world because sometimes I think training partners are incredibly important because when he works, I have another guy I work out with and we're all three been friends for a long time. And I think having a training partner to push you when you don't want to push yourself is Super helpful. I think it's also good to note that um, the other training partner that he's talking about is uh, Brian Bradshaw. He's been a past member of the medical team. Um, he's a paramedic as well. I think that's a, a good thing to note on this path. And that he has a very, very, very good grip on the methodology. So there was no lapse in coaching um, or, you know, monitoring any type of issue that he might have. If he comes in, we all know when you first start, you're super sore in super weird areas that you've never been sore before. So having somebody there when I couldn't be there that I could trust to scale these workouts appropriately, that was, that's, he's, he's lucky to have Brian to be there when I'm not. Yeah. I mean, the support group I have here is, is I, I can't, I can't express how thankful So let me ask you this Um, movement wise, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like complex movements in CrossFit. Did you have any athletic background coming into this? None. Absolutely none. Okay. (laughs) So, so Josh, from a coaching perspective, like you're starting at scratch, which sometimes is better because there aren't bad habits developed um, for you, the coach that you have to like kind of break him of. It's just teaching him the stuff from scratch. Yeah, the, that portion of it is, is super handy in terms of being a coach. You know, you've got this blank, blank slate to work with. Uh, there were faults. We still work on a few. I have quite a few of my own. Uh, but, it, you know, the, the number one thing is over the years, especially not having an athletic background of any kind. I know some of the stupid stuff that we've done growing up because I was there. Uh, I have a little bit of an athletic background, so my flexibility and some of my injuries are not like his. But, you know, it's it was things that um, knowing some of that background kind of helped me as well. And primarily, a lot of it has to do with um, – movement and flexibility of like joint angles you know that's a huge thing and you don't realize i don't i don't believe a lot of people realize that over time 10 15 years you limit your mobility by trying to compensate for your shortcomings in other areas so 
been working very, very diligently on his squats, and they have come miles and miles and miles since we started. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's always been my upper body mobility, not my lower body. I can get into squats. My ankle mobility is awesome, uh, but you get above the waist, man. Front rack has been my Achilles heel since I started and not until I hurt my back and I couldn't do much else. Uh, did I work on that mobility finally? And now I can actually hold a bar in the front rack and it touches my collarbone. And that's a huge well, thing for me. Oh, that's a huge thing for a lot of people. And, uh, I, I, I can sing his praises on this. That is one of the, when we were working on cleans, a lot of these, Olympic lifts, we start from the hang. I, I don't want him pulling from the ground. It's a little more complex pulling there. But the from the hang position, he did it. And it might have just been 65 pounds. might have just been the bar. I don't know. But um, usually bigger guys, yeah, they're a little stiff. So, you know, they get in that position and they're holding the bar off of their collar because they don't flex. I do that a little. Nope. Best front rack position I've ever seen. I'm – just like the first time he touched the bar and I almost kicked him out the door and said, yeah, I'm done with you, but I didn't. We stuck it out. I'm still a little jealous, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> so let's, let's walk through this journey a little bit. So you start, you go three months before you really get a formalized nutrition plan. Mm -hmm. What was the weight loss like initially? In the first three months, I think I dropped maybe 20 pounds. It wasn't huge, uh, but once I got my diet under control, it really amped it up. At one point, I was averaging like, I think around 13 pounds a month. Wow. Well, that's losing some weight, man. And you've been at this for 14 months. Give or take, yeah. And you've lost 145 pounds. So you've, you're still over 10 pounds a month average all the way through this. Mm -hmm. So when you first started, you, you had blood clots, possible knee replacement. How do your joints feel today? So much better. I, so much better. Uh, I was just amazed with the mobility I gained back. You didn't, you don't realize how much the extra weight cripples your mobility until you start gaining it back. Uh, my balance, everything. I mean, I, overall, it's just yeah. been the best thing I've ever done for myself. Like for me, I just remember like even today, like tying my shoes just by bending over to tie my shoes. Like that is, that's massive. Usually I had to like get in position, crank my leg up in the air, you know, I'm exactly what you're saying. I hold my breath long enough to grab onto the shoestrings, you know. Um, I, if I remember right, I think me and him had this exact conversation. I was like, you know, it's a little thing, but I got up this morning and tied my shoes, and like you said, I didn't have to wrench my foot into position and double over and pray I could breathe long enough to get the laces tied. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's it's those little things that like that make all the difference in the world. People think like, oh, you can go running now or you can do. Sure, I can do that. But man, the fact that I can get up out of a chair without hurting, the fact that I can like reach down and tie my shoes with nothing, like all those little things are so huge. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, during the games, the uh, I think it was the 23-2, I did a full squat with a front rack with like 110 pounds, not a ton of weight, but just the fact that I went into a full squat underweight was, was huge. So let's let's talk about that. You actually participated in your first Open, uh, which just concluded uh, this week. Um, you went in, and let's let's talk about the cool story first, right? You're going into the Open, and you have an old pair of shoes. Yeah. And uh, man, I. Uh, Tear Sports sent me a pair of cross trainers that are absolutely amazing. Uh, he sent me a text one day. He said, hey, what's your address? And I didn't know what it was about. And apparently they shared my stories. And on my porch, a couple of days later, was a brand new pair of uh, CXT. Yep. Is that the right ones? Yep. And uh, <coughs> yeah, there's the amount of support I saw. And that's just, that, that shows you what the CrossFit community is. Even, you know, the companies, the community itself. I've just never seen a more supportive community yeah we were uh i was working um the uh, i think it was waterpalooza yeah waterpalooza and i met uh, a couple of the guys from tier and adam had texted me or something and they uh, they saw i i regularly on my phone i've changed his profile picture and it, it shows his weight loss uh just to kind of keep me motivated as well to make sure i'm staying on him which i don't really have to do anymore it's pretty much a lifestyle but they saw, they saw that picture and they were asking me about him. And I kind of gave them a rundown on him and everything that he had been doing and, um, you know, all the, all the work he put in. And I made, I made a complaint about the shoes that he'd been using. I was like, yeah, now if we can just get him a pair of shoes. And I, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you just kind of forget who you're talking to and Mike with tier, um, tier sports, just, he said, let me get your email address and I'll see what I can do. I didn't think much of it, and I said thanks, and we went on about our went on about our day, and man, it was like two weeks later, he messaged me and said, "Hey, what's your buddy Adam's address?" And that's when I texted him, and he gave me his address, and not only did and I will point this out for Tier, I, it's been phenomenal uh, communicating with them, seeing them at Waterpalooza, everything that they were involved with there, uh, it's just, it takes me back uh, to the old Reebok days at the games, but. They sent him those shoes with a handwritten letter telling him to keep going and that there's an entire community behind him. So that meant a lot to me. Like I said, I was touched by the, you know, the outreach, the support from people that had no clue who I was. They'd just seen my story and, and wanted to help. Once again, I, I've never been part of a community like the CrossFit community. It's, it's a new deal. And I said, yeah, I just, just I, when I saw that, when I saw that post with the handwritten letter, like I actually mm -hmm. probably teared up a little bit myself that they took yeah. the time to do that. And, uh, so how did they feel when you, when you put them on for the first time? I, you know, I had an older pair of CrossFit shoes that I had laying around, but they are the most comfortable pair of cross trainers I've worn yet out of the three pairs I've had throughout the deal. You know, tried this next, I have a really wide foot. I have trouble finding shoes. And, uh, but there's, Super comfortable. They're, they're the best ones I've had yet. So you go into the open. How nervous are you when you signed up? Well, first off, <laughs> I didn't technically sign up. I get an email and says, congratulations for signing up for the open. So I message this one and I say, hey, did you sign me up for something? 
He said, yeah, Merry Christmas. You're doing the Open this year. <laughs> That's the message I got. And I was, well, so, you know, I was a nervous wreck. Yeah. And I was going to go and do foundations. And he said, no, you need to do scales. Trust me, trust me. And I'm glad I did. It pushed me further than I thought I could go. I, I, I should probably note that <laughs> been, I, I missed the Open last year. I had some stuff going on. I just wasn't able to do it. And uh, I was going to do it. I was debating whether I want to do it this year. And I knew it would be something to help him kind of keep himself moving forward. And it's always that good metric. Every year you have that same metric to look back at your progress. So I thought it'd be good and kind of forgot they give you a welcome and thank you enrollment and it went straight to his phone. But my intention was to give it to him in a Christmas card. But, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes after I signed him up, I get that. So, uh, oops. <laughs> yeah, it's like surprise. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing this. I signed up. Uh, but once again, training partners are everything. They push you to do the things that you're not sure of or that you don't have the confidence to kind of jump into. And I've said it before, the training partners are very important. Give you that push. And so uh, I went in scaled and did all three, and I, I did better than I thought I would. Well, uh, my our friend Kenneth here says, uh, damn, savage. <laughs> yeah yeah we went in dry on that one <laughs> yeah i was like surprise guess what you're gonna do back when i was uh in in college uh we used to do this thing called kamikaze karaoke where people would put in <laughs> karaoke songs for you without you knowing what the song was until the announcer called you up to sing a britney spears song or Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of, of this situation a great deal. That would be on par with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I had no intentions. I, you know, I hadn't really, I, I, for a long time, I kind of wanted my story to be, you know, it's real personal and private. But you know, if I can inspire one person, you can do this. I mean, I'm, I'm pushing 41 years old. I was almost 400 pounds, 40 years old. And jumped into this, and, and 14 months later, you know, I'm 140 pounds down. I, I've not felt this good in 15 plus years. And I just, you know, and I'd like to reach out to everybody. You can do this. So let's get to the open a little bit. And so, did you watch the announcement? Did someone tell you what the first workout was? How did that go down? Uh, he, he sent me the first workout. On the others, I watched the announcement, but the first one, he's like, Yeah, these. This is, you know, our X and scale. This is what you're going to be doing. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, it was rough. It made me push myself harder than, than I thought I could. But it, it was a great deal. And uh, like you said, it would be a good deal next year to see, you know, as you said, you improved this year. Let me see where I'm at. What was the most intimidating movement during the Open for you? And – how are you? How are you going to attack it this off season? The wall walk, the wall walk in the twenty-three-three. I, I, I mean, I, I did it, but I barely did it. I think I got six of them in during the last run of it, and uh, that's something I'm really going to start having to work on. Uh, work on my upper body strength because I can walk up, but I have trouble, you know, letting one hand go and pushing still two hundred fifty pounds. Me walking backwards on them. I, I struggled. Uh, so we're going to definitely work on some upper body. Nice. 
So what was the most fun movement you got to do during the Open? Uh, for me, at the end of 20, I think it's 23-1, the, the uh, power cleans at the end. That's where I did the best. That front rack position, man. Yeah, that's the one thing I have that I'm decent with. And uh, I suffered through, uh, once I made it, I didn't think I was going to make it through the wall balls. And I did. And I'm like, okay, you know, my time to shine. If I'm going to tack on any of my score, this is where it's going to be. And uh, that, that was probably about the best movement. Yeah, so, um, so then you watch the announcements. Have you got? Have you become a fan of the sport at all through your journey? Uh, I'm just now starting to really get more into that, learning more about the athletes. You know, I, I, uh, there for a while I wasn't. I made it, you know, a very personal journey. But I think it's you know time to branch out, and it's just incredibly impressive what you see these games athletes do. I was like, man, that's insane, and this this sheer athleticism and it's impressive. Super impressive. So any thoughts of ever volunteering for any of these things? You know, that guy beside you and I, that's how we met um, way mm -hmm. back in the day. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that quite a bit when my schedule opened up a little bit more later this year. To me, actually trying to go with him, work some of the events. Yeah, we're looking uh, probably most definitely Waterpalooza uh, next year. Uh, might might be looking at some stuff for the Rogue Invitational. Of course, you know we've got opportunities at um, the new regional, and and obviously the games are there. But like you said, it's it's up to his schedule right now. But I think uh, getting him behind the scenes and letting him see uh, see it from the back end is going to bring the rest of this story pretty much full circle. So, Josh, as a coach, as a brother, as a as a best friend. What has this journey been like for you? I cannot tell you how good it feels to see him feel good. I've known him for a very long time, and I have seen him and watched him feel terrible for a lot of that time. And to see him willing to branch out and get comfortable being uncomfortable, as if he hasn't heard me say that enough, um, it's uh, it, it's just been <laughs> every time he comes in. Hey, check this shirt out! Look, I've never been able to wear this. And hey, I've got to buy another shirt now. No, I have no clothes. Hey, I didn't. I didn't lose a whole lot of weight this past two weeks, but I dropped three pants sizes. Just the sheer excitement that that comes across his face with every one of these things. But I will tell you, I do have a single favorite moment. My single favorite moment. We were at the gym. And he was going to do, it's like, um, it's supposed to be knees to elbow. And he usually does like hanging knee raises or jumping knee raises, really. And I, I just, not for any other reason than just, hey, you should try to hang from that bar. And he, he clearly looked at me and said, yeah, I don't think I'm there yet. And took his feet off the ground and was hanging. And the sheer wide-eyed, I am holding my weight off the ground on this bar like it was and he, it was almost like he didn't want to put his feet down and he 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 hung there for probably like 15 or 20 seconds set his feet down and he said oh well that's new and it was uh yeah that that's my single favorite moment in all of this just that face it was is worth it all 
Yeah, what was that? Two or three weeks before the open? Yeah. And I just got to where I can hang. Yep. So that is really cool. And you and you needed to do that in the first workout. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, it yeah. Once again, I cannot stress training partners. <laughs> you know, the things that you're not feeling sometimes nervous about, and especially when you have, you know, one of your best friends as a coach. I just can't, I can't thank them enough for pushing me when I needed it, keeping me on track when I got a little off. He says that right now until he talks about getting on the rower and we're going to do, I go, you go 250 meter sprints. <laughs> we did all right with that. We did. What you got to learn is there are different techniques to rowing and you got to take advantage of the mass that you have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because when you have mass, you can move that, that damper, whatever the heck, the spin wheel a lot faster than others, but you don't need to go as fast to match their speed. Yeah. When I first started rowing, I thought speed was everything. And he, no, no. Just like you said, he said, use what you've got harder pulls. Not faster. Yep. Harder pulls. And that, that was a milestone. Yeah. My win for this open is I've been crossfitting since 2011. And I, and I just learned how to pace. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good I, skill I, to I have. Always, yeah. I've always been a go out till the wheels come off and then just hang on for dear life. Yep. It's a lot more fun crossfitting when you pace. <laughs> I'm still yeah. learning that one. It's, it's yeah. difficult. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. It's uh good coaching means all the difference in the world. And, uh, and Josh, like the fact that you took time out of your life to go come alongside of Adam for this is I think the cool part of this story. He was never alone. Nope. No. I, I wouldn't have let that happen anyway. <laughs> I, the last question I really have for you, Adam, is like I personally am a is I'm someone that hates to let others down. Like it's almost a fatal flaw for me. Um, they used to do a thing called the team series. The only time I throw up during CrossFit workouts is when I'm on a team. Because I push that much harder to not let down others. And when I first started my journey, my next door neighbor was the affiliate owner and the coach who worked with me. And it made all the difference in the world knowing he could look out his window and see the pizza delivery truck. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he was there to know like, if I didn't go to the gym or, and so the part of the aspect for me was not letting him down. And that's what right. got me into the habit that then I could sustain on my own. Did that happen with you and Josh? Yeah, me and Josh and uh, Brian as well. So, I mean, you know, his schedule was very hectic. So when he wasn't there, I, you know, I, we've got a group chat and find you here, Brian or him. Where are you in the beginning? Where are you at? You know, we're going to be down there today. You need to come on. And yep. uh, until, like you said, until it became habit. And now if I miss more than yeah. a few days, I feel like I'm absolutely wasting my time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I ended up having to go. I feel like something is just off if I miss more than two. 
Yeah. And again, like I said at the top, you're the one that has to put in the work, but it doesn't mean that you can't have people lifting you up while yeah. that's going on. Right. You know, it's really taught me accountability. Like you said, I can, I can go have the slice of pizza, but if I bomb a workout, that's on me. You know, uh, accountability, you know, and, and admitting that you have a problem. You know, I had a problem with, with food and uh, portion control and uh, alcohol, all that. I had a problem with all of it. And uh, it's, it saved me. It's gone now. Yeah, the, the dopamine that I guess I get every day from yeah. my workouts, it's, it, you know that feeling. After you get one in and it's, yeah. it's the best feeling ever. Well, and I, be, I became so addicted to improvement in the gym. Like, like, like I used to drink a lot of alcohol and I used to eat a lot on a Friday night. And if I, once I became addicted to the process, then instead of all that other stuff, there's no way I'm doing any of that Friday night. Cause I have a Saturday morning class that I don't want to feel like crap in. Yep. I had a couple of and drinks so, one weekend before we worked out and yeah, just no, never again. <laughs> No, it's, it's a bad thing. Yes, sir. So I I've asked you like six questions after I said last question, but I got one more. And oh, that is fun. when you go into, go into workout, is there anything that you still hate seeing on the board? Oh man, burpees. They're not my friend. I can do them, but I look like a wounded animal after <laughs> about five. You know, the, the, the up parts nowhere near as fast. And, uh, you know, they're pushing me through. He's doing like three burpees to my one. Well, come on, push through this. Usually he's done before I am. I'm still on the ground. Like, you only got five more. Come on. Come on. And so, yeah. Well, I don't he care weighs much 95 for... pounds soaking wet. Yeah. I'm trying to push 250 off the floor. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's still so for me, for me, it was running mm -hmm. until, until I just went, I, I got to a point where I'm like, I need to just get better at this. So I started signing up for like every 5k that came down the pike and I figured <laughs> I'm going to do them until I either love it or just, and I got to a point where I never loved running, but I realized I can do this at whatever pace I need to do it depending on where I am in the workout, you know, that this run can be recovery for me. This run can be where I make up ground, depending on where I am in the workout. I can use this run to my advantage. Um, and burpees the same way. When I hated burpees, I, I did the old ladder of a uh, hundred days of burpees and every day adding one, one on day one, two on day two, three on day three, until I was mm -hmm. doing a hundred burpees. Um, yeah, that last week of doing 90, 91, 92, 93. Not Ugh. so much, but, but you get Yeah, I did 80 last week. Ugh. Yeah. So, well, this has been a blast, guys. Um, I love hearing these stories. Um, I love getting them out to the world. Congratulations on 145 pounds down. Do you have, I'm, have you hit your goal or are you ready to go for some more? I'm going to have to go for some more. I've been on a maintenance diet because, uh, you know, I'm trying to fill this out as I was losing weight. So, you know, I'll be proportional. You know, I, I kind of worry about the loose skin aspect of it if you lose too fast. And I've got about another three weeks on uh, on maintenance, and then I'm going back into a cut. 
and I, I hope to get about at least 30 more pounds off of me, maybe by summer. He'll be there. Yeah, that loose skin stuff is awful. Trust me. I'm living it. Um, mm -hmm. and want to, and want to get rid of it in the worst way. Right. So, uh, just, you know, I mean, I'm probably going to have it anyway, but we're just trying to minimize it as you know, at this point. And, uh, so yeah, uh, that's my goal. At least 30 more. If I can get to the 215, 220 range, I mean, I've got very broad shoulders and my whole family's, you know, my frame's big. So I think I'll be able to hold that and look all right. I think it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. I've been down this journey a couple times and uh, I'm right. on it with you again, man. Uh, so, uh, Josh, appreciate that. great to see you as always, Adam, always. and you're, you're a, you're a rock star. Thank you. Th thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate with it, man. That, guys, we will see you next time on the Clydesdale media podcast.